Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Les Lukacs, once again joined by Joey Cohen as we get together here today to break down the SoCal preseason All-State Upper Class event. And Joey, once again, another stout event for us, about 60 players uh, handpicked, personally invited by you and I. Uh, to attend this event and we had a number of college commits we had a number of ranked players there uh, some really good uncommitted players who are unranked as well uh, who will certainly see their stock rise in our eyes Uh, but before we get too deep into the players Joey just looking just your initial thoughts from the event yeah it was um, a solid event on paper you know even before the event started but you know the stats and metrics and performances of a lot of these players you know, put up made it one of the best events um, we've ever had, period, at least in my eyes and at least since I've joined PBR. And, yeah, not to you know, lower the gameplay of the underclass portion from the day before, but the upper-class players had a lot of fun with it, you know, keeping it light and energetic, and a lot of them got played with a pretty loose, fun confidence that, you know, allows us, you know, to have a lot of fun you know, doing our jobs as well. Yeah, that's one thing that's significantly noticeable between the underclass events and our upperclass events is just what you mentioned, right? Guys are just, I think it's maybe, you know, they they know each other a little bit better. You know, they've been around each other a little bit longer. I don't know what, what it is exactly, but you're right. It, it was loose. It was fun. Guys are joking. Guys are having a good time, uh, you know, running around making plays and man, did the bats come alive on Sunday or, or what? Man, it seemed like everybody was just pounding baseballs. Yeah, it was a super loud event. I think that right center gap got worn out a bit. I think we were talking <laughs> about a lot of guys who had, you know, you know, doubles that wore out that that wall. But um, that was fun. It was a lot of, you know, loud hits, a lot of Ks as well, which, you know, makes our, our job easy in terms of highlighting these players. Absolutely. Well, you know, without uh, further ado, let's start talking about some of these players that stood out. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor here. And, you know, a guy that we're really familiar with and, uh, you know, we had out at Future Games a couple years ago, Arizona State commit shortly after that event. Uh, he, he just looks like he's getting better and better. And that's Addison Klepsch out of Del Norte High School. Yeah, you know, when we had Addy at our future games in, in 2021, he was still, you know, just that young pup that was, you know, super skilled, but that strength and, you know, physical physicality hadn't, you know, all come together just then. But, you know, now we're seeing a glimpse of how good of a player he can really become. You know, he's standing in athletic 5'10", 175 now, ran a solid 6'9", 260. And um, the BP was really good. The bat speed and, you know, rotational acceleration from a blast motion perspective, that combination paints a really good power profile, you know, where he averages – Know, around you know mid 70s with the bat speed and 23 you know g's rotational acceleration which shows you know some really good power potential and the defense the defensive side is legit where the feet and the glove skills are are there combined with an easy you know 89 across the diamond and then um you know during gameplay he had you know arguably the two best hits of the day two oppo doubles that both one hop the right field wall and then you know you caught it on video and put it on the ig reel but he made a you know crazy ridiculous play when he, when he, you know, got in that third base for an inning and caught this pop-up, came out of nowhere and was able to grab it. So, you know, it was a complete day for Addy, and you know, he's showing, you know, each each time we see him, just improvements on every side. Yeah, and the thing that really impressed me with him was just his physicality that you touched on at the top there. I mean, he was a smaller, you know, wiry, strong kid, but now he's starting to fill out. The shoulders are squared. The, the lower half is a little bit thicker, and it doesn't seem to have disrupted his abilities at all. No, he's one of those guys where, you know, it's expected of, of us and of him to put together a pretty monster spring this year. And, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's going to have that full summer circuit where he's going to play himself into a lot of pro looks head into the summer. Yeah, absolutely. The, a guy to definitely follow. You know, he has uh, made the switch over there to Del Norte High School down in San Diego for those listening. So uh, Addison Klepsch, a shortstop. Arizona State commit, certainly a guy to know heading into uh, the spring. Yeah, I mean, we had a co- several other, you know, future games alum there. You know, another one that you know, both shined pretty – was probably the best pitching performance we saw on, on Sunday. It was Andrew Johnson, USC commit, 
out of Cabo Valley Christian. I know you love what you saw from him. Yeah, you know, we've seen Drew quite a bit. Obviously, we had him at uh, Future Games actually the last two summers before he committed to USC uh, shortly after this past uh, edition of the Future Games. And, you know, the one thing that really stood out to me with Andrew uh, off the field is how physical he's starting to get in the upper half, right? I mean, he really prides himself on that lower half strength, uh, but he certainly has made the move now. And, you know, kind of like Klepsch, I mean, you're getting the square shoulders, the, you know, the broader frame up top. And it, I mean, gosh, dang, man, you talk about a pitching performance. I mean, he struck out six, had two ground outs. Uh, You know, he did hit two batters, uh, but, uh, you know, that notwithstanding the performance that he put on, I mean, you know, he was only supposed to throw to five hitters, but he threw to five hitters and he got out of that on something like 18 pitches uh, in his first inning. Then, you know, we, we kind of went up to him and he asked if he can go again. He said, sure, I'll go three more. And, uh, you know, what does he do? He goes out and gets a ground out, a strikeout and a ground out. And just really impressive. You know, Velo, he's just working himself back, uh, according to his dad, who followed up with me after the event. And, you know, he's, he was shut down for about two months there. You know, Velo was 86, 87, but gosh, that breaking ball and that changeup, man. The breaking ball, in my opinion, is, is one of the better ones in the class in the state. Um, you know, and this is a guy who's just going to continue to elevate his stock in the eyes of, uh, you know, the, the draft guys, you know, the scouts who will be seeing him uh, more this summer and then obviously heading into the fall. Not that he's an unknown name playing at a small school like Capital Valley Christian, but he certainly is a guy that uh, I think with a big summer is going to burst onto the scene. No, I 100% agree. I mean, you know, six three two hundred. You know, we've seen him up eighty eight, eighty nine at you know last year's future games. The breaking ball is you know plus pitch potential, like you said. It's it's a large breaker. It was the it was the pitch that you know garnered a lot of the case during his outing. You know, if he develops his changeup, you know, a bit more into you know a solid you know fading downward fading changeup, it, it's you know, he's going to get his fair share of pro looks for sure. Yeah, he's he's a guy that. Uh... You know, we're really high on, obviously, and, and a guy who's, uh, you know, got a really bright future and a guy I know that that you like quite a bit and, you know, I like him quite a bit. And we had him out at the West Coast Games with us out in Vegas last summer, uh, Daniel Flores. And I mean, Daniel just continues to impress me, Joey, every time I see him throw. It seems as though his command is on point and his ability to locate pitches and throw all of them in any strike for counts really, to me, uh, separates him from some of the other uncommitted pitchers in his class. For sure. I mean, you know, with Daniel, he's, he's simply one of my favorite pitchers to watch. I mean, he's going to work fast. You know, he's going to throw a lot of strikes, and you know he's not scared. I mean, the arm is super quick and whippy for his size. Um, you know, nothing is too special from a mix standpoint. You know, he's going to come at you with his fastball slider combination. You know, the fastball's in the high eights and will, you know, occasionally hit a nine. But the slider is a pitch that, you know, he has like real legit feel for in zone and as a chase pitch. And he showed it on, on that Sunday. And once he, you know, he gets dialed in in terms of his changeup, uh, he's going to be a, be a real legit college arm wherever he ends up. You know, the, the college recruiting has been tough for him. He's kind of been a late bloomer in terms of, you know, where the velo and, and, you know, kind of spurred it up in the last couple of years. So, you know, hopefully, you know, a D2 can, you know, or D3 can pick him up soon. I think he's going to, wherever he ends up, he's going to deal. Yeah, I like that part that you said there that he's not scared. And, and I mean, we saw it in Vegas. We saw it again, you know, during the fall. And then we see it again this past weekend. It's a guy that uh, just goes after hitters, attacks hitters and, 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 you know, Kudos to him. I mean, he's just such a nice kid too, right? I mean, just a yes sir, no sir, kind of looks you in the eye, firm handshake type guy, just really appreciative of, of uh, you know, the opportunity to go out there, and, and he certainly made the most of it. No no doubt. And I think, like, with, with coaches, sometimes they, they look at the frame, and they think, oh, right-handed pitcher with, with this body. But, you know, when he gets out there, it's, it's, it's nothing but strikes and nothing but really good stuff. So, no, I'm excited to see what he does for Birmingham. And one player kind of with the opposite perspective that we had kind of going into this event where we didn't know really much about him, like unlike a Flores where we'd seen him before, you know, Parker Kristall, we, we see him walking at check and we're like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he only comes out and he shows out in our, in our, in our eyes. 
Yeah, 6'3", 210, out of Heritage High School out in Beaumont, and, uh, the Beaumont area. Um, yeah, I mean, when I saw him, I, 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 I distinctly remember looking at you and saying, you know, pretty much what you just said. There might have been some other words involved there, but uh, yeah, I mean... Big, physical, strong guy. I mean, thick lower half with strength. The upper body is with strength. Comes into BP. Uh, you know, this first few swings, you're just kind of like, okay, you know, there may be something there. But then he finishes his round going, you know, off the wall, over the fence, over the fence, off the wall. And you're just kind of like, okay, yes, sir. You know, I don't have the I don't have the blast numbers in front of me, but the hands were quick. The barrel through the zone was quick. Uh, everything was a barrel during BP for him. You know, then he gets into the defensive portion and just has an absolute cannon from third base. I want to say it was 87 or 89, um, you know, and you're thinking, okay, let's see if he can handle the bag uh, during the game. And then to me, at least, he demonstrated that he could certainly stay at third base. Uh, You know, he's got enough athleticism, quickness to move around the bag there and make the plays. And then obviously we mentioned the arm strength, Uh, you know, had a big knock during the game. Uh, Excuse me. Um, And it was a loud hit during the game. And you're just kind of like, oh, man, all right. Uh, But, uh, you know, Parker Crystal out of of Heritage High School, uh, you know, 2024 at 6'3", 210, who... Really, I think, Joey, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you think differently, uh, to me at least, I get the impression that he's really just starting to scratch the surface of his abilities. No, for sure. I mean, from the way he kind of, you know, operated throughout the whole workout, it seemed like a you know, a body that was still trying to figure itself out at some points, whether it was, you know, at the plate or, you know, defensively at third base. Like, he's he's still trying to figure everything out, which is, you know, it's a good thing because he's only a 24, which is surprising considering his size. But, you know, this spring is a, he's definitely going to be you know, a guy that we're looking out for. And, you know, if he continues to mature, you know, physically and kind of get a feel for his body, he's a guy to be on the lookout in terms of some college radars. No, most certainly. And another guy who is similar in, in that same vein who, you know, once he begins to fill out and, you know, gets full control of his body, um, has got a chance to be pretty special. Uh, he's a guy that you wanted me to see a few weeks ago. I didn't have an opportunity to see him. Uh, but Troy Cooper, the right-handed, 2024 right-handed pitcher out of Hart High School. Uh, I know you're pretty high on him, Joey. Yeah, Troy has become, you know, one of my favorite uncommitted 24 arms, you know, relatively quickly. You know, I saw him for the first time in a fall game against Calabasas where you know, he was living 85, 86 and showed, a, you know, a solid breaking ball. And then, you know, he continued to post on social media some of his other outings that fall where, you know, he messed up my uh, alma mater in El Camino in a game and then uh, a pitch against, you know, a loaded Harvard-Westlake squad, you know, which, you know, helped him earn, you know, an invite to this event on this past Sunday where, you know, he, his, he showed that his, you know, his stuff has been improving. He, he was, he, you know, he topped out 88 and is now living 86-87. Has pretty good feel for his curveball that at times is, you know, 12-6. Other times is more 11-5 in terms of his shape. You know, also has like a low 80s changeup that you know he kills about 10 inches of vertical break off his fastball from, and you know also has a little bit of fade to it as well. And in terms of you know mechanically speaking, I think there's a lot more to unlock there. But he does repeat his you know delivery delivery relatively well, which is a positive sign. But you know I don't think he'll be uncommitted for too much longer, especially if, especially if he continues the success that he had in the fall and winter into the spring season. And it's going to be a pretty exciting one-two punch for Hart this year with, uh, you know, Chris Downs, that big lefty over there, and then, you know, Troy Cooper as their number two. Yeah, and one thing you know you're going to get out of those guys is, you know, they're going to be well-coached and, and they're going to understand what their objective is playing there for Coach Ozella, who's been there for, gosh, seems like forever. I think it's 23rd or 24th year now. And uh, you know that they're going to be well-coached and and like you said, Cooper's got a chance, man, this spring to really elevate himself. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Ozella kind of gets them all dialed in, and from a pitching standpoint, they're you know, you know, they're known for developing young pitchers. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can go through the list of all the alumni that come through there that have you know played college baseball and gone on to pro baseball. But I think the the stuff is going to continue to improve. The command is, is is dialed in now, but once once that stuff really gets going, he's going to be an arm to watch for sure. 
But um, yeah. moving on to like another, you know, we had so many elite athletes at this event. It's kind of crazy going through our roster right now. But Wyatt Ash was a guy that we both were like, oh my gosh, this guy, I don't know how we haven't heard this guy before this event. I mean, he put together, you know, solid metrics and, and numbers across the board. Yeah, Wyatt Ash, the uh, 6'3", 190-pound outfielder out of Bakersfield High School. Um, I got a a text uh, shortly after he requested an invite from one of my contacts in the Bakersfield area telling me, hey, you know, take this kid. He's going to, he's going to show you something and really impress you. Uh, so, you know, we took a chance on, on having him there and, you know, he certainly did that. I mean, he ran a six, nine, two, uh, you know, exit below of 93 miles an hour, hand speed at 22, you know, bat speed at 76. Uh, you know, he, he absolutely smoked a ball in his second at bat of the game into the gap that, you know, if it weren't for a good play by the right fielder, uh, you know, it's extra bases, but held him to first, uh, you know, good arm in the outfield. There was strength and there was accuracy on the throws. Uh, you know, it's just the guy that is, is in my opinion, just kind of 88 miles an hour from the outfield. Um, you know, it's a guy that, you know, being at Bakersfield High School, he doesn't probably have the opportunity uh, to attract a lot of attention there. But, uh, you know, it, this guy, in my opinion, is a no-brainer, uh, you know, went from that region because, again, 6'3", 190, that runs a 6'9", uh, and has an 88 outfield arm and can hit the way he can hit, uh, you know, those guys are, are desirable prospects. So uh, I would imagine that it's only a matter of time for, for him, it, you know, given a good spring if, that he gets that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, like he's one of those guys where the physical tools are there. And if you're a college coach and you you really trust your development, like you, you pick a guy like that. That's the guy that you go after because, you know, everything, if you, if you get the skills up, should play at the next level. Yeah, well, no question. And talking about playing at the next level, a guy we've seen uh, several times, also had him out at the West Coast Games in Vegas with us last summer. Uh, and a guy that just, I mean, Joey, it seems like every time we see him, all he does is hit and produce. And and he does so in a very impressionable fashion. And that's uh, Finnegan Stewart out of uh, Orange Lutheran High School. Yeah, I mean, Stewart has been a uncommit, um, uncommitted favorite of mine for some time now. I mean, he was the best offensive performer on our West Coast Games team back in August. You know, he's just one of those guys who, you know, he swings it fast and he hits it hard, and it's that simple. I mean, the swing is pretty controlled for how fast he swings it. It works on a really flat path where, you know, he's still able to barrel up balls even when he catches it deep in the zone. You know, I can see he's, a he's actually made some slight swing adjustments um, too, he, he used to have like a pretty big slight, you know, arm bar in his swing, but has kind of eliminated that without it affecting his bat speed, which is good to see. You know, then in you know in BP, it's he puts on a power display. He drove you know several to the wall, and I think two out of the yard. And in game, he barreled one you know into the right center gap that went off the right field wall. So, you know, the bat always seems to play like you said. And then defensively speaking, I think. You know, he can be a solid corner outfield guy. He moves well out there, and he always seems to show, you know, an accurate mid-80s arm whenever we see him. So I hope he gets his, you know, his share of ABs this year on a, you know, Olu squad that every year it seems to be super deep. Yeah, I, w I would imagine that he's in play, you know, for, for you know, quite a bit of, of action um, just based solely on his ability to, to swing the bat. Uh, I mean – and then you factor in, you know, his abilities uh, in the outfield, like you mentioned. And, you know, you're talking about a guy that, that's got a real chance here, um, you, you know, to do something special this season. And, and, you know, only a 24, so he does have, you know, a couple more years of high school baseball. Uh, but, you know, it's a guy that has a chance to uh, really move himself up in the eyes of, of college coaches. Yeah, it was good to see him there and you know, we had it's funny because we had a bunch of west coast game alums <laughs> you know we had you know luke viola was another standout he was a an mvp candidate from our west coast games team two years ago and he impressed in both of our both of our eyes yeah you know luke is a guy we've seen quite a bit quite a bunch and you know in the last few years and uh you know somehow mysteriously uh you know remains without an opportunity to play beyond high school in my opinion but um, you know, he's a guy that, that you and I like a bunch and, you know, he's, he's 
more physical now in, in this viewing. He's, you know, he listed at 5'9", 165, but that might be a slight when it comes to the weight. You know, he ran a 696. He's, you know, 79 miles out, out of, you know, from the infield. It's just... It's just consistency and steadiness with Luke, in my opinion, right? I mean, the bat's consistent. He had a ground out and a base hit and his couple of at-bats in the game. But it's still, like, you you watch his BP and, you know, you talked about Finney making a change in his swing. It looks like Luke may have done that, dropping his hands just a tick, uh, whereas they used to be above the shoulder. Uh, you know, they're a little bit lower now, kind of neutral with the shoulder, just a tick below it. Um you know, and what that's allowing him to do is just get to the ball quicker, uh, you know, and use his strength. And, he, you know, he moves well on the dirt, probably projects as a second baseman who's going to hit for a high average. And, you know, again, with the 696 speed, there's potential for, you know, a lot of stolen bases there. Uh, it's just a guy that uh, is going to, in my opinion, be you know, one or two, maybe three of the guys that Bishop Amat will focus their offense around. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit on a lot of the points um, that I would say. I mean, high average type bat, um, going to hold down, you know, probably a second base position at the next level without any worry there. And um, he's he, it's a really good bat to ball profile where I don't think he's going to strike out a bunch. And he's a total gamer. I mean, the way he gets after it in the field or at the play, always, you know, hard nose, running hard, you know, high energy type of guy that you love to have. On a on a college roster, so you know, hopefully, you know things work out this spring where he puts together some good some good numbers and things happen. Uh, no question, and and a guy who another guy who who we anticipate will have a uh, very significant spring uh, in twenty twenty three for what should be one of the you know most loaded teams in the area. Uh, Madden Ako out of Notre Dame, Joey. I know we saw him last year playing for the Knights, but this was my first opportunity to really kind of be up close and, and get to know him a little bit and chat with him. And, you know, great kid who's committed to Fordham and a guy who, Joey, this guy has the look of a dude who will be in the mix for league MVP next year. Uh, obviously, there's a guy over at Harvard Westlake that might have something to say about that. But um, Ako is, is, in my opinion, just a, a fantastic player. Yeah, I think, you know, when we were talking about some of the players that stood out to us after the event, I think we both kind of agreed that Akko was probably the best defensive third baseman that we had there on Sunday. The footwork combined with the glove-to-hand quickness was really, really good. And then, oh, you know, he whips it across the diamond, too, in the high 80s with ease. I mean, with ease. Then at the plate, it's a simple, compact swing. You know where he di- he delivers the barrel super direct to the ball with low you know in the low 70s in terms of the bat speed, where you know then it's odd play in game two where he had a double to the right center gap that one hop the right field wall. Um, you know he's gonna like you said he's gonna be an instrumental piece for a Notre Dame team that you know that their their squad right now in terms of um, you know most evaluators is gonna be you know carried by their pitching staff which is super deep and they lost you know a couple of bats from last year. So he's going to be the guy who's going to be in the middle of the order and going to be relied upon to, you know, bear up a lot of baseballs for them. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, glove to hand quickness because he made some throws from deep third base where it was just kind of a grab and go flick. And it was, I mean, on the bag, on a line from a, you know, almost you know, lower than sidearm slot. And I mean, that's when I was standing over there chatting with him a little bit during, um, you know, the warm up pitches. And it was really impressive, man. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen anything like that from a, a junior in high school before. And, you know, you, it just kind of makes you scratch your head because, uh, you know, he's, he's a guy with a bright, bright future. No, I'm happy you brought that up because. You know, in the showcase format, like you get those types of guys. Last me, me and you both know that you know they take the four and five extra f- steps in the infield workout and try to you know sling it across the diamond. And we 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 both make notes of that, and we don't like that. We mention that usually in our reports. But you know, he's that guy who gets it out quick, and that's how it plays in games. So seeing that, you know, out of him during the the show the showcase defensive workout was really cool. And you know, another guy who kind of showed that same thing, who's you know a twenty three who. 
really sh- like shine really well in terms of you know the gameplay portion and just metrically across the board was Isaiah Walls over at Ukaipa. You know, I saw Isaiah Walls uh, in a game last year. It was actually in our tournament game last year. Have the the walk off winner against Harvard Westlake, and I said, like, okay, yeah, that, that you know that guy can get it done, and we've seen him. You know, obviously not only with Ukaipa, but at a few of our events since then. And he just continues to impress me. I mean, I, I get it. You know, there might be a knock on him being, you know, a little undersized potentially. Uh, but, you know, how big do you need to be to play the infield where, you know, he's got an 89 mile an hour, hour arm and an eight or sorry, 87 mile an hour arm, 89 from the outfield. He runs a six seven two. made a really sweet play on a high chopper to get a speedy runner at first. And I mean, he came running off the field with just a big smile on his face. I gave him a fist bump and he was pumped. I mean, it was a really, really good play. Um, made a really good play out in the outfield to keep a runner from advancing. It's just, I mean, he seems to be so fundamentally sound and knows exactly what he has to do on every single play. Uh, you know, doesn't not a not a loud guy, not a very boisterous guy, uh, but uh, just a guy that gets it done. And, and the bat to ball skills to me are really impressive. His ability to read spin and you know spit on balls and and lay off balls uh, is something that that really caught my attention at the last event we had him at, um, and then just really reinforced it here at this one. No, after this event, I became a real fan. I didn't know how good of an athlete he really was, but the six seven two sixty was, you know, after we saw that on our on our iPad, we were like, whoa, <laughs> we were like, whoa, you know, he had that type of speed, and then the arm strength combined with, like you said, some really good bat to ball. The bat speed is actually pretty good. It's in the, in, you know, it reaches seventy seventy two, which is you know pretty good for his size. You didn't think you wouldn't think that he has that type of bat speed. So, so I really hope things come together for him. Kaipa again is going to be in our preseason tournament, so hopefully. You know, he puts together a solid performance there. We can highlight him even more. Yeah, then <laughs> moving on to, to the next guy. And, and, and Joey, I'm just blown away by this guy's performance this weekend. And I know you've been high on him for a while. And, and I think you told me before the event that, you know, you expect a, a really strong showing from him here. And, and, you know, if we did MVPs for these type of events, I think, uh, uh, Greg Rangel from Chaminade will certainly be in that uh, conversation. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Greg probably showed the smoothest left-handed swing out of all our hitters, left-handed hitters on Sunday. The smoothest swing in, you know, in total. I mean, the looseness of the hands and the way he just throws the barrel at the ball with, you know, extremely good accuracy was was stand out and. I had a feeling he was going to do that. I, I've seen him, seen Samnad a couple of times this spring, and you know he's been, you know, getting off some really good swings. He seems very comfortable. So him coming out and, and doing what he did with the bat on Sunday was no surprise. Had himself, you know, and the game played two really impressive swings where you know he let he let a ball get deep and then lined it into left field for you know a loud single, and then he had a double into the right center gap that got to the wall in a hurry. I mean, a hurry it had to be you know high nineties off the bat in terms of exit velo. And then defensively, you know, it's really solid out there in the outfield. You know, the body's trending up in the right direction, now standing, you know, 5'11", 162. I mean, we've seen him a bunch before, and every time we see him, it seems like he gets a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, which is always a good sign. And if he continues to add that, you know, that athleticism and strength, he should be a name to follow this spring and into the summer. Yeah, no question. He he was he was really impressive uh, to me. That That's the first time I had seen him in, in a long time, and – just based on on your evaluations and your suggestions, it was you know easy to keep a close eye on him. And then, man, his BP, Joey, his BP was something else. Yeah, man, it it was really special. And one guy's BP that was also you know pretty special was you know Jack Hafferkamp. He was probably going to be you know if we were you know putting money on MVPs of of Sunday, he was probably a guy you know a favorite going in. Sadly, got kind of got hit in the head. In game playing his first at bat, so he had to leave early. Everything seems to be all right with him, from what his father has told us. But you know, he's a few, few more former future gamer. That every time we see him, the metrics and the body and everything always seems to get better and better. Yeah, and you know, let's start with that. You know, phenomenal kid. Firstly, uh, from a great family that has been incredibly supportive of not only their son but of what we've done. 
uh, you know, to help promote him as well. And, you know, you're right. We had him out at future games, long, lean, rangy body, you know, six, four ish, somewhere in that neighborhood, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, it's a guy that, that ran a six, seven, eight, had an 88 outfield velo. BP was about as impressive as I've seen out of him. Uh, I mean, over the fence power is starting to show itself. It's quick, you know, it's quickness in the hands. It's a short barrel path. You know, he keeps it in the zone a long time. Uh, it's just really impressive. You know, it's unfortunate, like you mentioned, he, you know, he got hit in, he got hit on the elbow guard. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, steps out and then a couple pitches later got hit, you know, in, in kind of the visor ear flap area of, of the helmet, um, you know, and, and, we just kind of decided, hey, it's probably in your best interest to <laughs> to not continue here, which is a little disappointing because I really wanted to see him in game and uh, see the progress he's made. But he showed so much during the workout portion uh, that it's safe to say that that he's going to continue to climb. And you know, tip of the cap to Jack Shannon, who who's now with the Padres, who used to work for us and. Uh, you know, he kind of discovered Jack, right, uh, when he was a freshman and was like, hey, you know, Les, this guy, this guy's pretty good. We might want to, you know, keep a close eye on him. And, you know, now he's vaulted to 6'4", 190, and, you know, that frame's going to be able to add another 30, 35 pounds by the time he's 22 years old. And, gosh, the thought of that is frightening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he was probably the best overall athlete we had out there combined with the size and the athleticism. Like you said, ran a six seven eight. Also, no, in terms of the jump mat testing, you know, did well. 29.1 inch vert, 2.78 RSI, which are both pretty good. And, you know, I agree with you in terms of the BP. It was it was probably the best we'd seen out of him. The bat speed reached in the low 80s, which is you know, the first time he's ever cracked that, sat in the high 70s. So he's one of those guys where I think the expectation for himself is to have a monster spring at Santa Fe Christian, and then that should play itself into a ton of pro looks, whatever, you know, summer circuit he ends up doing yeah no question you you talk about the self-confidence uh we had a chance to talk to this young this next young man uh quite a bit after his outing on the mound and uh if there's one thing i can tell you it's that joe norris of notre dame high school does not lack self-confidence um and I, i don't say that in a bad way i don't say that in a disrespectful way actually i love it uh you know we haven't seen joe in a while and uh at one of our events and just an, a phenomenal kid. I was just a super, super nice kid. Spent a lot of time chatting with us. But uh, not only that, but he he shoved. Joey, he did really well. Yeah, Joe is, you know, a, a pitcher on a loaded Notre Dame team to not forget about. I mean, he had some injury problems this summer, which kind of held him back in terms of getting on a bunch of radars for him. But uh, he's really getting back in the groove of things, and it really showed on Sunday. The fastball... You know, got up to 87.8, averaging around 86 in his entire outing. You know, showed both a curveball and a changeup. The curveball is of the, you know, slow and slurvy variety, sitting in the low 70s, but he, he's able to land it for strikes, which gets a lot of those ball strike takes, especially against those right-handed hitters, and that's just a free strike that he's able to get there. And the changeup is in the low eights. You know, gets a, some good differential off it off the fastball. It's more of a straight change, but he pulls the string on it pretty well, and it gets a lot of out-front swings. No, I don't think he gave up a hit in his outing, and he K'd two against those five hitters. And he, right now, he probably figures to compete for you know a three or four spot in the rotation for Notre Dame. That includes you know an Oliver Boone, a Justin Lee, a Levi Sterling, and a Sam Petroselli. So, which tells you all you need to know about how well Notre Dame's probably going to pitch this year. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> not not only that, Joey, but you, you know you could I. I, at least I could envision him kind of being that first arm out of the pen type guy for them um, because his stuff is so good and it's it's so different from everybody else that you just mentioned, right? Lee obviously is going to overpower a lot of guys. Same with Petrocelli. Sterling is, you know, has that power on the fastball, but also has, you know, a really good breaking ball and changeup. And then, you you know, you come in with Joe, who's got that slurvy curveball, uh, you know, 87, 88 on the fastball uh and and yeah you know that straight change i mean it's it's just a different look for hitters so i mean you i could easily see him starting you know starting the season coming out of the pen for notre dame uh and then potentially you know if the opportunity arises you know work himself uh into a a starter's role for them no doubt no doubt i really hope he does because i mean he's one of those players where 
I can see, you know, a D1 with some space kind of be like, oh, especially if he's, you know, how he's been trending in the right direction there. You know, want to pick him up, especially if he continues to show out like he has in the fall and winter and into our event as well. And, you know, we've been talking about some, you know, big, you know, athletic monsters in these uh, <laughs> last couple of players. But Josiah Palomino over at Corona, man, I mean, every time I see him play, whether it's in a fall or winter game, whether it's in a showcase format, he always shows, you know, advanced skill for his for his class always yeah you know we you know he came up as a catcher moved to an in and an infielder you know has been doing mainly infield over at corona because they've got a guy behind the plate there that's uh you know pretty darn good and josh springer uh so we haven't had an opportunity to see him catch a whole lot and then he came to our event and he caught and he played the infield I was, I was really impressed with this catching, man. For a guy who, you know, probably doesn't get to work on it as much as he does everything else, you know, 204 to 212 pop time, 74 uh, on the arm strength. Uh, the catch and throws really good. His ability to block balls was good. Uh, you, you know, he can steal pitches uh, for his guys. Um, you know, I, I, I smooth fielder on on the on the uh, dirt there when he was took uh, the workout portion at shortstop, 79 miles an hour across the diamond you know it's an above average arm with with accuracy um you know maybe slightly above average with accuracy uh you know he moves well the backhand is true it's just the guy and then you know then we get into the gameplay portion uh you know and the bat continues to impress you know he had a, a loud single in one of his at bats and you know, this is a guy I saw Corona against La Mirada uh, earlier in the fall, and he did really well there. It's just a guy who, you know, maybe gets overlooked because of the size at 5'8", 160, but, you know, he's a University of Nevada Reno commit who uh, I think is has an opportunity to go there and be an all-league type performer by the time it's all said and done because of just his, his, his tool set currently, uh, but also his instincts and, and his baseball IQ are, are really, really high. Yeah, I mean, you know, to comp him to a player that I competed against in high school who's, you know, entering his senior year at, at UW, like he kind of reminds me of like a Johnny Tincher type player, you know, smaller, smaller framed, but, you know, can really hit, can really defend. But then you add the, def the defense at short where like, <laughs> oh, he can do that too. So <laughs> kind of like a Swiss Army knife type player that you can – you know, you can fill in in a lot of different places where the bat, if it continues, you know, if it continues to get stronger, more physical, it should be able to play at the next level. Yeah, he's a guy I think that, you know, you could probably trust him behind the dish. You could trust him at third base. You can trust him at second base. And heck, you might even be able to trust him in, you know, in right field. Um, it's just that he's like you said, a Swiss army knife, uh, you know, and a guy who maybe not be, may not be a Swiss army knife, but he certainly, uh, cut people up on Sunday is, uh, <laughs> you know, a guy that we've seen quite a bit, you know, certainly recently had him at the pro case in the fall. Uh, and now he came back to, to this event, uh, you know, the pro case he hit, he did not hit here. And, uh, Tomas Lopez at a Redondo union. I know when we did the bracket release podcast we we talked about that uh, redondo olu first round matchup and you know potentially cole stokes going for redondo but i'll tell you what stokes is going to have a hard time overcoming lopez you know at least early in the season uh as the staff ace yeah like you said this is our our second look at him in the last couple of months where you know the last two times we've seen him he's pitched extremely well i mean stands six four two hundred long and lengthy it's a really good starters build and the pitchability and the control of his three pitches is what seems to stand out each time we see him i mean the fastball is 88 to 90 where you know he consistently puts it in the zone flashes some arm side run which kind of you know gets in on the right handers you know hands a little bit um has a slurvy breaking ball, which is a really, really good ball strike pitch where he spins it in the 2500s and you know consistently gets buckled takes to right-handed hitters. Like, it got several on that Sunday. Then, you know, he only threw one of them on Sunday. He threw a bunch of them at a pro case, but he has a split that I think has a ton of potential. And I think I mentioned in the last podcast when we did the bracket release where I think that split has a ton of plus potential where he can get it down to the 800 and 900 really low spin rate range, and he kills a ton of vertical break on it where he, he can get hitters to swing over it. So when, when, when that slider and that you know split are both working, he's almost unhittable. And if like you said, if Stokes, you know, Stokes is in his basketball season right now, you know, jumping all over the place, you know, posting people up. <laughs> if he isn't always you know built up, 
know, all the way to our tournament. Um, Tomash probably will get that game one start, and Olu's going to have their hands full for sure. Yeah, you said that, I think, after the third hitter uh, that he faced. I mean, you came over and told me that, and, and I believe it, man, because the the stuff is really good, but the thing that impresses me the most of him is the absolute fire with which he pitches, right? He just goes after guys. He gets the ball back. He's back on the mound, glove up, covering the mouth, looking in for the sign. You better be ready to hit against this guy, Joey, the second you step in the box. No doubt. He's one of those guys where, like, maybe he won't locate a fastball quite yet, but if he leaks one inside and gets you off the play, he'll throw that, that large sweeping <laughs> breaking ball off you, and he'll be like, oh, damn, that's he set me up good on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have kids buckled. So, no, he's a, he's a total competitor. I'm really excited for that first-round matchup. I think, you know, it's kind of a sleeper first-round matchup because Redondo didn't have quite the year they had last year, but with that one-two combo and Tomas with the ball, Olu's going to definitely, you know, have their hands full. And we had a couple of Olu hitters there. I'm pretty sure Brock Worthgren had a bat against him, and I was like, "That's a little taste there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be ready. yeah, it's funny. That's funny because uh, uh, I think I made a comment to Brock too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was man. Les, this event was so loaded, and you know, I mentioned it before with so many of the the physical beasts we had there, and I think the guy that you were most excited about, you know, he didn't have like a total stand up, you know, performance in the gameplay. It wasn't, you know like super, super skilled, but just from an athletic standpoint and what you think he can do just as a young 24, you know, Nathan Hunter, I know you were super excited about. Man, I I, I loved this guy. Uh, I don't know what it was, uh, but, I mean, he just, this guy really caught my attention. Just, like, I won't say freakishly athletic, but borderline freakishly athletic. Uh, 6'1", 180, um, you know, ran a seven three, which you know is what it is. He's a he's a shortstop third baseman. Uh, he's battling right now for the third base spot over at Edison. Uh, has an opportunity potentially to move over to short. You know, next year. Uh, you know, eighty four mile an hour infield arm, but it's just you know the hands. Everything he does is quick. It's twitchy. It's super athletic. Um, I, I liked him a lot defensively. I thought I felt like the hands and the arm really worked. Um, I felt like the the bat path was consistent with you know good hand speed there, good bat speed, and then he hopped on the mound and was just 85 86 he's kind of got this natural arm side run you know he's got a change up at 79 to 80 uh, you know and he's got a slider at 75 77 and and i'll just say this right now he's a thrower he's not a pitcher yet but you look at his arm speed you look at his actions on the mound the way he gains ground down the mound everything is is fairly repeatable as today if this guy gets some coaching on the mound, uh, there I think the sky's the limit for him. And, and you know, I had a chance to pull him aside. Uh, you know, he scuffled, he walked a guy, I think he might have hit a guy, and he's you know starting to get down on himself. And you know, I just started barking at him from the dugout, like, so what? You know, just just compete, let's go. And you know, and he did just that. And, and you know, I think I may have you know kind of walked across the field there, and I you know he you know touched an eighty-seven, and it just had no idea where it's going. Uh, and I told him, I said, look, I'll take 84 for strikes over 87 with, I have no idea where it's going. Um, you know, and, and that resonated, you know, and he started throwing it, you know, down the middle a little bit, you know, he grooved one that got poked, but again, it, it it's just more about what he can show us. And, and he showed me a lot in that, you know, he didn't back down at all. He had a, he had a loud single in his first at bat, um, he had a questionable punch out in his next at bat. Uh, but this is a guy who I think at Edison, uh, has an opportunity to, um, be a guy for them. Uh, but more importantly is a guy who in three years, uh, has got a chance to be special. Yeah, I think, you know, I I talked about it recently with Ash, but he's one of those guys where you can kind of group in, in where the athletic tools that he has, you know, the arm strength that he showed in the infield and on the mound, you know, the, the bat speed strength where, you know, he was mid-70s with the bat speed and, you know, 20-plus with the rotational acceleration, which tells you what the power potential can be with him. You know, that's a guy where, like I said earlier, with good development, 
you know, and if you trust your development, he should be a guy that should be a dude in the next couple of years. Yeah, no, no question. I, I, I mean, I, I firmly believe that uh, Nathan Hunter, the uh, 2024 out of Edison, is a guy who, in my opinion, at least, um, is one of the most deserving kids of an opportunity because he's going to. He's going to impress you, man. He's going to impress you. And a guy that has impressed us over and over and over and over again uh, and continues to do it, Levi Ham out of Maranatha Christian down in San Diego. Um, Joey, I mean, left-handed bats with that kind of juice, with that kind of uh, ability to hit to all fields, those are coveted prospects, man. Yeah, like you said, this is our second look. Well, this is my third look, your second look in terms of the showcase format where, you know, he's performed well with the bat consistently, consistently. And mm-hmm. I'm a humongous fan of the swing. You know, I like the guys who kind of you know load slow and early, allow themselves to kind of work into timing. He has that toe tap trigger that works slow and early, sinks it really well with his hands, which helps him consistently get on time. And the barrel path is as clean as it gets, working on playing through with really good extension, you know, post post contact has a knack for really getting out front with the barrel and getting good loft and bass backspin on the ball, you know, flash and pull side power. I think he had one or two homers in BP, but like you said, it was pepper in both gaps as well. And then in game, he had himself a really loud line drive knock to right field. And then, you know, enough about the bat really defensively speaking. I think he's really solid at first base, just the way he moves around the bag and then with his ability to really pick the baseball showed it off you know, on some of the bad throws during our defensive workout from our shortstops and third basemen. And um, I think he has potential to be a, you know, a serious power left-handed first baseman at the next level if he, if he continues to add strength and physicality. Yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. You talked about his in-game hit. It was a it was a missile double off the right center field fence. And we talked about it at the top that that right center field fence got worn out a little bit this weekend in both of these events. But, you know, Levi is a guy who at the upper class games in the fall over at the great park, really impressed. And I mean, he's just a hitter, Joey. I mean, I feel comfortable enough to say that now after seeing him, you know, do it both in a showcase BP setting and in game now a few t- two times. Um, he's just a hitter, man, and it's just a it's a simple stroke. And what I liked that you mentioned there was the defense. It really seems like he slows. He has the ability to slow the game down, right? I mean, he's never hurried. He's never rushed. Um, and that says, you know, a, a whole lot about his ability and his projection, because if you're able to do that at that young of an age, man, that, that just bodes really well for your future. No, I think he's in a good spot. No, he's only a 2024, so he has a couple of years. I think he, he, you know, he'll need himself to put together a good offensive season. If you know, he's, he, he is a first baseman, there's not really, I don't think, a spot. He could maybe play some corner outfit, but I think he probably belongs at first base, so it's important for him to kind of show out with the bat this spring. But I think you know, there's all the confidence in him to do that, and I think I have all the confidence in him as well to do that. And another guy kind of out of San Diego, another 24 out of San Diego, who I think was maybe the most impressive shortstop, uncommitted shortstop at least, that we had out there on Sunday, Jeremiah Vargas. I, I don't think I've seen that good of defense you know, out of an uncommitted shortstop at one of our events in a while. Well, I'll tell you what, this guy has made strides, huh, Joey? Uh, I mean, we had him yeah. a couple, was it like two years ago, I think it was, at the San Diego Open. It might have been last year at the San Diego Open down at Torrey Pines High School, and uh, he really impressed there. And if there was one thing I think we all left there leaving was, okay, he's got to shore up the defense a little bit. And, boy, I mean, he has certainly gone to work on that. And, you know, the arm strength, 78 across the diamond was his best throw. And, uh, you know, there's accuracy. There's the ability to make throws from from all arm angles. Uh, the foot foot speed impressed me too. I mean, he ran a 7.2060, but his, his quickness on, on, on the field, his quickness on the dirt, um, ability to change directions quickly was really impressive. You know, it looks like he's filled out some, obviously since the last time we saw him listed at 5.11, 195, you know, uh, 
there there's uh at the plate you know he, he cocks his wrist you know tips the barrel a little bit uh the hands are are, are active think kind of like gary sheffield i used to wiggle the bat uh kind of reminds me of that um you know but there's power in that bat man as you know you put out a video i think it was yesterday on twitter uh of some of his bp swings and his in-game double uh everything everything was a barrel whether it was bp or whether it was in the game uh and that's what really impressed me about jeremiah you know, he, he looks good, man. He looks good physically. Uh, the arm has really uh, made strides, not so much in the arm strength, but just the ability to uh, make throws from all angles, like I mentioned earlier, uh, but the accuracy as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you can kind of group him in what we said about Akko in terms of he wasn't that guy who was trying to, like, you know, muscle up and throw it as hard as he can. It was really quick out the glove, trying to get over to first as fast as he can, which is why the arm strength wasn't, you know, as high as some of the other guys, which is, you know, he probably has it in him to do that. But it was good to see see that because the quickness out of the glove is what you want to see in game. So mm-hmm. that was good. And then, like you said, the power kind of showed itself in a way that we hadn't seen before, you know, hit, I think, two or three balls down in, in, um, in BP and then had that, you know, booming double to the left center gap that one hopped the the wall, which was really good because, you know, seeing that translate in game, especially from a power perspective is always good. So it's going to be tough for him. You know, they have a, you know, buttery smooth shortstop over at East Lake right now. And Isaiah Lane, who's a senior. So I think he'll probably get his opportunities at third, you know, this next, this next spring, but um, next year, like he's just a guy to not forget about if you're a college coach, because he's fully capable of being a starting shortstop at any other high school. Yeah, no question. And and a guy who will be competing for a starting shortstop job at his new high school and a guy we saw last summer at the Top Prospects uh, ID event and, you know, goes out to Arizona the next day and gets blown up and breaks his hand and missed a good Should portion of this. Gamer. Right. Could have. Yep. Yep. Could have been a future gamer. Uh, uh, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of had a bout of bad luck. Right. I mean, got injured and then, you know, was healthy, came to our event. Then, I mean, first pitch of the very first game he plays after that event gets smoked on the wrist and gets injured again. And, uh, you know, now finally healthy, fully healthy again. Um, you know, Gabe Frazier out of Orange Lutheran, the Arkansas saw commit joey just uh, i mean he he was really impressive from start to finish yeah i mean gabe's seen you know quite the rise in attention the last couple months even kind of with those injuries you know in between those months had himself a really great fall which helped him earn that commitment like you said to arkansas but the you know that athletic left-handed shortstop profile is is just one that you can't deny (laughs) can't deny (laughs) i mean the thing that you know is kind of new that I think to both of us was the power that he showed off in BP. I mean, I think at the top prospects ID, it was like when we were doing our reports, it was like, you know, smooth left-handed swing, you know, pepper in both gaps. But I think he had intent to show off his newfound power and he did that. I mean, showed off some high seventies, low eighties bat speed. And it led to, you know, three or four balls being, you know, leaving the yard to the pull side, which was really cool. Now we can kind of see, Oh, he has some legit power, you know, potential there. And, um, in terms of you know, the defense, he showed some of the you know, smoothest actions of the day, and he combined that with you know another new thing that he showed off, which was a 90 you know, mile per hour arm from the infield, where he was I think kind of mid 80s last time we saw him. So in terms of you know a box to check, in terms of being able to stay at the shortstop position, that's one that you, you can check off right there. So um, and then it, you know and performed in gameplay too. I think had himself a line drive you know knock up the middle. Um, against a really tough pitcher. I think he was against Troy Cooper, who we um, mentioned before. So, um, no, I'm excited to see what Gabe does. Again, a deep Olu squad. I feel like they have, you know, six guys that can compete up the middle for them this upcoming spring. So I wouldn't be surprised if they play him a little bit everywhere. He is kind of a Swiss Army Knife type player. Can play him at third, can play him in the outfield. I think his, you know, he probably suits better up the middle. That's where he believes. That's where I think. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he'll be everywhere probably for an Olu squad that is going to compete for a Southern section title. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I like his versatility, both on the infield and in the outfield. But it's the bat, 
right, Joey? Like you mentioned, the bat was really impressive. It's gotten so much better. Uh, the newfound power, as you touched on, was just you know something that to me um, really caught my attention during BP because we hadn't seen that from him before. Um, and so you know he's a guy who's who's got a chance to. Um, you know, have a huge season this year for Orange Lutheran after transferring over from Huntington Beach. And uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of, you know, how that unfolds because you mentioned, you know, they've got a pretty deep roster over there and they've got a lot of guys that can play the middle infield. And so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who wins that competition, uh, you know, over there for the Lancers. Most definitely. Um And, and hey, Joey, b- before we before we go, you know, we did this with the underclass, um uh, podcast uh that we released a couple days ago or yesterday excuse me um you know just a couple of bonus names right i mean obviously we can sit here and talk about you know all 60 of these players and be on this podcast for four hours but i don't think anybody wants to hear that so let's just quickly go through two three maybe four names that uh caught your attention um that you're really high on moving forward into the spring that you want to follow yeah, I got, I got two right off the top of my head. Um, Colin Brown over at Notre Dame. I really liked what I saw from him. It was the first time I, I've seen him in a showcase format. Kind of got a good look at him. Looks like he's going to get the majority of the innings next this, this upcoming spring for Notre Dame, which will give him you know, a chance to shine, especially catching all those legit arms over there. You know, strong BP, you know, strong athletic testing. Just a guy that I'm excited about seeing a bunch. And then you know, I put out a tweet on him a couple of days ago, Nate Savoy over at Olu, another guy who's going to have to, you know, compete for a spot against, you know, they have, you know, three or four, you know, they're three, four deep in the catching department over there. But just a name to not forget about, he arguably had one of the loudest BPs of the day, you know, 100 plus exit velos, 80 plus bat speed. You know, he's a name I'm going to circle to see, you know, this this upcoming summer if he doesn't get as many opportunities as he, want, he wants this spring. So those two come up top of my mind first. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few names here uh, to throw out. I'll start with uh, Alejandro Diaz over at La Mirada. Um, showed really, really well defensively, both on the infield uh, and behind the plate where we put him for a couple of innings and he worked out. And it's just smooth. He's really smooth on the infield. The arm really works. 6'1", 175. So he's added, he's added some mass there. Tyler Simpkins out of Sunny Hills is a 2024. Yeah, I thought his BP was really good. He looked pretty good in game as well. Uh, the arm, you know, worked from the outfield for me at least. Um, Nick Durham out of Rancho Bernardo, the 2024. I like the bat speed on him. I like the hands. I, I thought the the arm was you know above average from the outfield with some accuracy. Uh, looks to elevate the ball. And then my last guy, um, Joey Eric Espinoza out of Redondo. You know. 5'8", 150 outfielder. He might be small, but boy, is this kid strong. He's got quick hands, lots of barrels, both in-game where he spoiled a number of pitches uh, and during BP. Uh, that matchup between him and Tomas Lopez is something that I'll never forget. That was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, teammates going after each other. Um, you know, outfield arm really worked. Uh, you know, it's just a guy that, that that I really enjoyed having out there because uh, he's got a chance, man. Uh, you know, Eric Espinosa out at Redondo. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw two more out there real quick. But there's, this was such a loaded event. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was going through the roster. Um, Justin Tiller over at Cypress had himself another yep. you know, a loud day. You know, BP homers left and right. Had two two knocks in game. It's a physical third baseman, first baseman. He's going to get a chance to, to get a lot of at-bats for a Cypress squad that you know is going to test himself a lot this year. They're in our preseason tournament and our several several really good tournaments throughout the year. And then Owen Eisen was a guy that, you know, Yes. Jump, you know, jump in terms of the velo department to what we always thought he had in the tank. You know, six six two hundred, but you know was always kind of eighty five, eighty six. You know, top eighty seven at several of our events in the past, but kind of unlocked what we knew he had in in him at this recent event on Sunday it was eighty eight, eighty nine. I think he topped a ninety. So seeing that out of him was really cool. And Ocean View, you know, we talked about it at the event um, while we were talking. They have a chance to be a really you know good team this year. They have several players sleeper good you know committed players that um should show out 
Yeah, and and, and I, I I left one name off unintentionally, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him, and that's Evan Rolbecki out of uh, El Dorado. Uh, ran a 7.01, 76 on the infield velo, 95 on the exit velo. You know, had a good piece to the left center field gap in his first at bat for a for a base hit, and I mean, this guy. Every time we've seen him, Joey, whether it's playing for El Dorado or at our events, all he does is hit, and is another guy who, in my opinion, should have an opportunity. You know, after high school, to continue to play college ball, whether you know whether he goes the JUCO route or he goes, you know, D one, D two, D three doesn't really matter. Uh, he should have that opportunity to play some college baseball. Okay, I got one more for you. Right before we, we, we have this podcast, uh, Tony Martinez yes. over at Huntington Beach. I mean, this guy was like the every he he became the everyday guy. He earned it last year for Huntington Beach at third base, um, and he had himself a really good day with the bat. It's you know just fundamentals at at third base gets it done. Hold, he he he'll hold down the position there, but the bat is is really good. It's I think it's like in terms of a comp, it's like right. It's very similar to Brian Trujillo, which is like a tick below in terms of the power and the bat speed, but it's very similar bat. And obviously, Brian's a 23 and Tony's a 24, but that's kind of how I comp him. And I think, you know, he's due for another good spring on a loaded, loaded Huntington Beach squad. So just want to, you know, bring that one in there real quick. Yeah, and he did really well at our upper class event in the fall too, and he's just an awesome kid, man. So, um, Joey, I mean, we could sit here, like I said, and talk about this event for hours on end, but. I think we'll we'll cut it off there. I mean, something like close to 30 players we discussed. Um, you know, I can't thank you enough for coming on and breaking this stuff down with me. No, always fun highlighting some, you know, good players, Les. Always a pleasure. All right, Joey, we'll talk to you soon. Big thanks to Joey Cohen for coming on the podcast to break down the SoCal preseason All-State Upper Class event with me. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, events, and ranking information. And until next time... We'll see you at the yard.